Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And welcome, everybody. Bob Stauffer joining you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yes, the Edmonton Oilers have landed. Special thanks to Brendan Escott, who uh, did a great job of handling the first hour of the show. How great was it? I've had uh, four people uh, that were listening to the show saying, Stoff, you got to rerun uh, the head coach, Craig McTavish, who, of course, is brought to you every Monday on MACT on Mondays by Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. At some point, you have to rerun MACT. Uh, we're going to get to a segment of that coming up momentarily. We'll tell you that Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas, aching after a long day. World of Spas offers tubs designed with your rest, uh, with your relief in mind, rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Of course, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 7804960063. Get the new floors you always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 7804960063. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. Here we go. Guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall. An afternoon celebration for the census. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Brendan Escott's going to splice into the next hour with us. Kellen Kennedy's back in the studio. But at this time, we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Uh, he was kind enough to do a flip today so Frank Cervelli could take on the Phillies game. We welcome back to the show our Inside the Game analyst, Rob Brown. Hello, Rob. How are you? I'm doing all right, Bob. How are you? Uh, well, we were 45 minutes late getting out of Edmonton today. I just uh, just a shout out to everybody. Uh, usually, the first snowfall of the year results in some unique challenges uh, for a lot of Edmontonians. Some people haven't transitioned from their summer to their winter tires. Just be careful out there and uh, be helpful for one another as well. There, there's your nice politically sensitive message. One of the rare ones you'd actually hear on this show. Uh, Rob, it seemingly went bad. To worse for the Edmonton Oilers on Saturday night. I mean, the reality is the team played pretty well. We got nervous when we saw Derek Ryan out with uh, Drysaddle and Hyman with about uh, four minutes left in the game. And we're like, uh-oh. And then uh, Connor McDavid missed another shift. Obviously, you go to the mouth of the line for the top story, and that is undoubtedly Connor McDavid's injury out a week to two weeks uh, based on a release yesterday. Now, that release was sent yesterday at 4.45. One week from 4.45 would be until 4.45, uh, 15 minutes before the presumed heritage classic i don't know if connor's going to find a way to play or not but just your thoughts on the challenge that is ahead of edmonton over the short term with mcdavid's absence well obviously you're, you're missing your best player and uh, the oilers best player happens to be the best player in the world so it's going to be a big hole in their lineup 
Uh, there's some players that are going to get an opportunity to jump up in the lineup. Some players that have been hoping for ice time in certain situations are going to get it. And it's a chance for some of those players to prove uh, what they're capable of doing. Uh, you know, we, we talked earlier that the the Oilers have been healthy to start the season. And as much as I, they're, they're a playoff team, they're always going to be a playoff team. You like to bank points when you're healthy. And the Oilers haven't done that. Yes. Now when you run into injuries, that's where it gets to be a little tricky because you're supposed to survive injuries, especially to your best players. The Oilers can't just survive it. they got to continue moving forward because they didn't bank the points they needed. Um, short term, the Oilers can survive without Connor McDavid. Uh, you want him getting back healthy so that uh, this isn't something that lingers throughout the season, but uh, it, it certainly will give some challenges to the Oilers. I mean, this is a guy that plays 24 minutes a night. That's a lot of minutes in a lot of really key situations that certain players are going to have to step up with. I know. I had this. Uh, con- the Oilers did skate today before we left. Rob, they did not run their lines. They worked on their power play units a lot. And I had this conversation with Jason Greger, and he, he, he. You know, we talked about the team going three, two, and one, and uh, without McDavid during the six games that he missed during the nineteen twenty uh, pandemic shortened season, it was the year that Leon Drysaddle won the Hart Trophy, and it was really that six game stretch. Drysaddle had twelve points, and Jason pointed out, you know, the Oilers' penalty killing was perfect during those six games, and that was a strength of Dave Tippett's and Jim Playfair's, and they had a good save percentage as well. I think he said it was 930. Um, Again, the way the schedule, the timing of the uh, release 445 on Sunday was interesting because one week from 445 on Sunday, I've already got the conspiracy theorists out there, Rob, tweeting at me at Bob underscore Stauffer. He has been a quick healer. I mean, what he was able to overcome uh, from the end of the 18-19 season when he clattered into Mike Smith in the Calgary goal, there's a lot of guys that would have missed half a season the next year. He came back fairly quickly, even when he was running into the boards in that play with Brandon Branning back behind the goal. I have no idea how long this is going to take him. Um, but based on your experience as a player, if we assume it's a uh, oblique or hip flexor type. Maybe explain to the listeners how difficult and challenging those can be to deal with. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, it's painful. And your fear with injuries like that is you make it worse. And there's when you when you break something, you know exactly how long it takes to heal, because they, they, as soon as it's healed, the doctor will look at the X-rays. All right, it's all good now. You can start playing again. 
when anytime it's muscle or, or uh, a pull of something, every time you go out and use it before it's fully recovered, you risk making it worse. And I think that's what Connor McDavid pulled himself out of the game the other day. He's like, hey, it hasn't gotten better as the game's moved on. It seems to be getting worse. And I think there's a fear that if he, he would have made it worse, that it becomes longer term. Um, he's, every player is different. And you say he's a quick healer, and I'm sure he is. And the one thing, players, and I was telling this to my buddy Strud the other day, at the beginning of every season when the schedule comes out, players look at certain games that they get excited about. First trip going home, hockey night in Canada, in Toronto, Montreal, you know, the, the southern road trip. And this year he's got an extra special one for the Oilers, and that's the Winter Classic. And it's not just another game for the players on this team. It's something special. The, we, you see all the other teams that play in these, they have certain outfits that they wear to the games. Like they say, okay, we're all going with this sort of motif for the, the game. They all they get new equipment. They're, they've been wearing their new equipment in practice. This is an important game for all the players. So if there's any possible way that Connor McDavid can be healthy enough to play in this game, he will do it. That will be his goal. Now, he's not going to jeopardize the rest of the season. But I, they, he will do everything humanly possible to try to be in that game on Sunday night. So uh, the fact that I don't know if it has anything to do when they release the statement by the Oilers, but I do know as a former player, uh, you don't want to miss that. You want to be part of that, and I'm sure Conor McDavid will do everything to try to be part of it. Well, we know this, McDavid is, uh, you know, the, the week to two weeks, he's going to miss some time. Everybody's going to have to step up. We're going to have, we're going to get to that in a second, but it was interesting. Craig McTavish was on orders now with Brendan in the first hour of the show. And again, I've already received even a couple texts, frankly, from some coaches and management personnel from around the league. This guy listening in another market. Uh, Kellen Kennedy has been kind enough. Craig McTavish was bringing some fire and brimstone and he had this to say. Let's uh, stay with our boys and uh, support them through this, and we'll be riding high before long. There you go. That's Craig McTavish, the former uh, general manager and head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. And I mean, it's it, it's an interesting time. Um, the team is. Not, I think we have to be pragmatic, Rob. The one three and one start has been a disappointment two of the performances have been a real disappointment. The loss to Vancouver to start the season, the 8-1 loss and the 4-1 loss in Philadelphia. The lack of energy and pace uh, that the Oilers played with was quite concerning in both of those games. The two Saturday night home games they could have easily won. I think you'd agree with me on that. The game against Winnipeg, they were the better team. It wasn't even close. They were by far the better team. The Vancouver game uh, they played well enough to win, but they also gave up big mistakes. And I don't, I don't think any of the Vancouver goals that were scored that night, you can say, well, I mean, the goaltending was terrible. But it wasn't. They just gave up too many mistakes. So that game could have gone either way. The game against Winnipeg, they should have won. They were by far the better hockey club. Uh, I look at this other team. I haven't changed my opinion. They are a playoff team all day long. They are a team that is in the top eight in the National Hockey League, maybe the top six. Uh, they will fight for a Stanley Cup. They've gotten off to a slow start. There's warts in their game, and it's good to find out those warts now. There's adversity to them right now. That's good. Boston Bruins last year, the first time they faced adversity, was games five, six, and seven against, or against uh, Florida. Didn't work out very well for them. So they're going to face adversity. No team in the National Hockey League is perfect, and neither are the Oilers. 
They have a team good enough to win, but they also have weaknesses. And they've been exploited in these first few got five games of the season. Now you can fix them. Work on them. There's things you can get better at. But, I mean, to me, it's, uh, my opinion on the Oilers has not changed from day one. The, the works that they have now are the same work they had before the first game of the season. And they just have been exploited and they haven't executed well enough. So I've got no issue with where the Oilers are going to get to. But I think there's some things that in the Oilers game right now they need to take time to fix. And they are not... They are not as good as a lot of people said they were, and that's because a lot of people already anointed them Stanley Cup champions. That doesn't come until the end of the season. So there's things they need to continue to work on. Uh, you can text us 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. You know, Rob, I, I saw some advanced analytics that said that the Oilers basically had somewhere between the third to the fifth worst PDO, the combined shot percentage and save percentage and I, you know i think the the biggest thing for edmonton is just you know they're and i don't think it played a factor in the eight one or four one games they were losing those games because they weren't any good in those games but i do think it played a factor in the two home games and it these do have do have a i guess last year when we're looking at the highest scoring team in the league maybe that's the most surprising thing is that they've only scored, they've only had one game where they've had more than four goals in a game through the first five games of the season. And that, that to me, like, I think we knew they were going to have some growing pains, Rob, uh, trying to transition a new defense. Obviously, you need your goalies to steal you a game. But we're sitting here five games in the season, and if you look at teams' uh, shooting percentage right now, the Oilers, it hasn't been great, to say the least, Okay. And if you look at save percentage, it's been really ugly. So I'm just going to give you those two numbers. The Oilers shot percentage, like Detroit's shooting the puck at 16% right now. The Oilers are 25th in the league. They got an 8.1% shooting percentage. That's in all situations, okay? So Detroit's sitting there with Alex debrick has got eight goals. He leads the league in goal scoring. They're not going to shoot the puck at 16% all season long. I think most of the listeners get that. And then in terms of save percentage, the Oilers right now are 29th in the league. Or, sorry, 30th in the league at 868. You know what's remarkable? Carolina's 3-3. Three and three. They're at 818. Could you believe being six games in a season? 818, Rob, those are WHL numbers from when you played, and the, the scores were all 12-8. Okay, Do you buy the theory that... Sorry? Go ahead. Did we lose, Rob? No, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Go ahead. Okay. So a couple things on the numbers. The one thing with the Oilers, low shooting percentage. Well, one year in the National Hockey League, I had a 29% shooting percentage. Why? Because most of my goals were scored from 10 feet from the net. The Oilers' low shooting percentage right now, they're not getting around the blue paint. They've been perimeter. And they've got a big, strong team that should be around the blue paint. And they will be around the blue paint at some point. But right now they play two perimeter. And once they get into the tougher areas, they're going to score goals. So that's one of the reasons their their shooting percentage is low. They're not going to the areas they need to get to. As for the the, the save percentage, one of the reasons they're giving up too many high quality chances. This is a team that at the beginning of the season talked about we're going to be a better defensive team. And look at that number of odd man breaks they've given up. And that's not all on systems. A lot of that's on poor reads. So that's why they're correctable things. Yeah. And that's where you think that the Oilers are going to get better. They, they're going, they've got a big, strong physical team that we saw them in the playoffs down the stretch. 
they went to those hard areas. They're going to start getting there, then the pucks are going to go find the back of the net. But defensively, that's where they got to shore up. That's where they got to be much better. They're capable of it. We saw what they did at the end of the season. This is the same team. All they did was actually add a better player in Connor Brown. So they'll get there. But I think it's right now they're realizing, and we know it from watching years gone by. It's hard winning in the National Hockey League. There's no easy nights. If you try to take it easy and win in the soft way, you're not going to win that way. Carol doesn't get there, and they'll probably start with a tough game in Minnesota. They're only, what, two points out of a playoff spot? That's why the panic is a little higher right now that it's probably unjustified. They're two points out of a Don't look at Vegas. It doesn't matter if you win the division or not. Make the playoffs. The Florida Panthers prove that. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I just – and I completely uh, understand – uh, completely understand some of the exasperation and the frustration with the fans. We thought the team was going to be better. Fred's Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. The Oilers haven't scored a third period goal. We're five, five games in a season, and Edmonton has not scored a third period goal. Uh, the bottom six needs work. It's missing cost and big time from Fred. Well, let's hit on all three things. Any rationale as to why they haven't scored a third period goal, Rob? Uh, well, a couple of games, bad puck luck. In a couple of games, they weren't very good in the third period. So, no, that's just uh, – yeah. they'll go in a stretch where in the third period over a five-game stretch, left 15 goals and it'll all even out. Do you think Costin or uh, Fogel's a better player? I think Fogel's a better player. I think – I mean, and the Oilers felt that too. Costin, you just look at the ice time they got last year. Costin was a fourth-line player that some nights got four or five minutes. I think Fogel's a better hockey player than Costin. Okay. Uh, so what I would say, Fred says, uh, I haven't scored a third-period goal. We address that. Missing Costin big time. We address that. Bottom six needs work. I 100% concur. <laughs> the bottom six is now a bottom, bottom five for at least for probably the next couple of games until whenever Connor McDavid's ready. I foresee a scenario, Rob, by the end of the year where the Oilers will have two or three different ingredients in their bottom six than they have right now. I think it's inevitable that we're headed down that path. What about you? I agree. And one of the ways your bottom six is going to be better, I think and I hope, uh, Dylan Holloway finds his way into the top six and all of a sudden one of your top six guys moves down to your bottom six and all of a sudden your bottom six becomes a much uh, better, more veteran-laden bottom six. But, yes, they still need to pick someone else up. I mean, that's obvious. I mean, it was three PTOs trying out for a spot this year. And eventually, because of salary cap issues, one of them got it. So, yeah, I do believe the Oilers will have at least two new players. But that's why it's hard picking a playoff champion, because we still don't know what the finished product are for any team in the National Hockey League right now. Yeah, my guess is we're looking at a right shot center at some point and probably a bigger winger that can skate that plays a more aggressive game. Uh, Rob, look, we appreciate you uh, being uh, movable during the course of, uh, on a very quick notice. Much appreciated, and we'll look forward to talking to you uh, with you tomorrow night on the Oilers Radio Network broadcast of the Oilers in the uh, Minnesota Wild. Sounds good, Bob. Take care. That's Rob Brown, our Inside the Game Analyst, 623 in Edmonton. Herm, who himself was a minor pro goaltender, says, Bob, the only one the Oilers won is when Campbell had over 40 saves and he stole a game. Bouchard's had a terrible start to his new contract. We lost some real character players, and we need some team leadership. Your team does not win championships listening to sports media and predictions. That one comes to us from Herm. It's 623. We'll bang off a couple more texts, uh, get to a couple more things when we return in Oilers now. 
Connor mentioned 630 Chad Oilers now live in location. You heard that taking Oilers now on the road with Ron McLean Thursday, 4 p.m. Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. You can meet Ron and myself, get some great food and drinks specials. Plus, you can win some amazing prizes like a pair of tickets to the 2023 NHL Heritage Classic. You can come down and join myself and Ron McLean live at Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge Thursday. Um, I think we're going to be giving away some chances to win best seats in the house for that as well on 630 Chet. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Kellen Kennedy with you. And uh, in honor of the upcoming Heritage Classic, our friends at Brent Ridge Ford are running a couple of special deals this week. For you Flames fans, I've got a Red Heritage Edition F-150 XLT with a sports package. It's listed just over 77 k You pay 65000 Give Flames fan Chris a call and lock in at that price. For the Oilers fan, a fully loaded black F-150 Lariat. I love that truck. This truck list for 86350 but Johnny's giving it a heritage special of 74593 these prices are only for the listeners. These prices only for the listeners of this show. You can reach out to Chris and Johnny today and get your deal. 780-352-6048. We head into the Oilers Now Injury Report. It's brought to you all season long. James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown. Trent Brown's going to be stoked. The Golden Bears are 6-1 uh, for football. The Golden Bear hockey team swept the Calgary Dinos. They had a good weekend. Chris Jones, uh, sounds like he's back with the Edmonton Eskimos as the head coach. But for the injury report, tough news with the Oilers. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, okay. Well, Connor McDavid obviously out a week to two weeks here, uh, which may theoretically keep him involved in the Heritage Classic, but maybe not. We'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, I already did the rest of it in NHL today, but I guess I can re-rack it. Taylor Hall, week to week, shoulder injury, cracking forward. Andre Burakovsky, six to eight weeks. Uh, he's got a certain procedure on an upper body injury there as well great stuff brendan thank you very much james dunn has a global news weather traffic update and then when we come back the farm report with bakersfield condors head coach colin chalk at a crossover with reed wilkins for inside sports